0: Welcome to Lack of Focus, an X-Wing Miniatures Game Podcast, brought to you by Dice 8 Productions. Hello everyone, welcome once again to another episode of Lack of Focus, episode 77, Turn Zero, part 3, the end of the trilogy. I am your host, Ed and alongside me tonight, my partner in crime and gaming, one Mr. Chad Brown. Chad, how's it going, my friend? Hey, everybody. And of course, our producer extraordinaire one, Mr. Chris Sheriff. Chris, how's it going, my
1: friend? I'm a little bit shocked that you were brave enough to call this the end of the trilogy, (laughs) given that we're supposed to do at least two, maybe three deployments left.
0: Well, we'll see how it goes. Maybe, (laughs) Uh, maybe I'll Peter Jackson and come up with a second trilogy that's like, you know. Not enough material for a full trilogy, but I'm going to stretch it out for three purposes. Oh, that's
1: how you do it with, like, young adult books now, isn't it? You take the third book and you cut it into two movies. So we will like, it's easy. exactly.
2: And, and then we'll release the egg cut, you know? And
0: That's four and a half hours long, and, like, why didn't they show this movie in the theaters? Yeah, we'll do that. I like that. I like that idea. Restore All the Darcy my-
1: cut. That's what we need. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, I wish I were here for to to that one. Anyway, so uh, of course, in this episode, we're going to try potentially to to close out this trilogy or maybe not from the sounds of things um, to going through, uh, of course, turn zero in placements of ships. Uh, we've heard from Mike. We've got an idea of what his list is. Unfortunately, it was a little bit too late in the day uh, to be able to learn his list. So we are still going to continue, though, uh, with specifically on Aces builds uh, versus others. So we've got one build that we're going to do, try to at least try tonight, which is large base ships. And then maybe if we have enough time, we'll try something else after that. Uh, trying to show not only the thought process of whenever you're placing, your uh placing your list on the board, when you're putting your obstacles down, um, it's all visual. So this is all on YouTube. If you're only listening to this in the audio version, I highly, highly recommend going over to the dice Hate productions, YouTube channel. You get to see our happy shiny faces uh, and the faces that Chad currently is making right now. And if you're in audio form, you didn't get that joke. <laughs> Um,
1: okay, I'll do my best as the impartial observer for the first one to do some audio format descriptions, like listening to cricket on the radio.
0: Yeah, exactly. Keeping in mind, of course, like I said, because this is a very visual medium, when you're talking about ship placements and rock placements, and or I'm sorry, obstacle placements, I'm still into my old, like, when it was just back in my day, when it was just rocks um so i still throw that out there from time to time um what we're thinking when we're putting them when we're moving them we're going to play through a couple of turns we're not gonna play a full game but we're going to show what the end result uh of having those up and putting those in place have done for the game uh so we're just gonna fly right into flight deck because there isn't there isn't a ton of news in the x-wing world so we'll talk about a whole bunch of other shit instead so chad what have you been doing lately
2: hey well uh let's see gaming wise been doing a lot of painting um playing D&D with you guys and that's pretty much been about it uh been kind of busy a lot of my other time I'm looking for a vehicle that kind of crap you know um yeah i've been uh doing several different uh things here i got my uh D&D stuff that i paint um i'm actually working on i bought the um falling star D&D Ooh. And I've been painting up a lot of different creatures and, like, uh, characters and stuff for that they sell with the paint your own. And I bought a bunch of, like, furniture and stuff to populate on the ship so that I can actually get some, like, you know, good photos of the stuff that I've actually, like, painted and all that, and, like, on a nice setting. Um, I've been, like, working on that. Like, I have been working on Blood Bowl. I got some 40K stuff on my workbench here. Got, uh, let see, what else do I have on there? Uh yeah, just D and D stuff. Forty K Blood Bowl, about it right there. Um,
0: that's good. Yeah, keep them busy. You been up to the store lately? Sounded like you were at least having some talks with some folks in my recently.
2: Um, I stop in every so often. Um, looking to get the uh the tower that they have up there right now. Um, got it on layaway. It's three three levels, and then there's the roof level for it.
3: Is that must be. Yes, the one.
2: it's another uh kind of piece of terrain it's a wizard's tower it's like three levels and then there's a roof that's got these statues that go around it and a glass top to it and it's pretty cool cool looking i wanted something else other than just the uh the ship you know so like i could actually have like okay so like this is a wizard's tower and i can have like you know some characters and creatures in it and stuff of that nature just extra stuff you know
0: you're going for like the diorama kind of thing
2: Kinda, yeah, but I'm trying to use like, you know, a lot of the stuff like, you know, d d wise or uh, paint-your-own kind of stuff, you know, I'm trying to populate it yeah, with Yeah, no, no, no.
0: Well, so, like, if you look at some of, like, the um like, uh, Golden Demon Winters kind of stuff, like, some of the stuff that I remember seeing like, in some of the early days were, like, the cool dioramas that people would do. Like, they'd be, like, models off of bases kind of thing, and they've got, you know, three Ultramarines are, sh- you know, shooting up a Carnifex, and there's like some, you know, more coming up over the hill kind of thing. I always thought that that kind of stuff was really cool. Like you'd never be able to play with any of those models. It was like the whole purpose behind it was to make an art piece out of it. And I always wanted to do something like that. I don't know what I would do or how I would do it, uh, it would probably involve tyrannids because I'd love to see, like, I wouldn't re- recreate something like that. But I always thought that that kind of stuff was really badass. Like, that would be, like, a cool showpiece. Like, you never, again, never put it on the table. You never roll dice with it. It would just be something, like, really cool to apply your skills to something other than models that are going to get picked up and tossed into a box whenever they <laughs> whenever they die kind of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one of, uh, you, well, you had an old channel where we used to put up all of our 40k stuff. And mm-hmm. your most popular video was when I went to a Games Day. Yeah,
0: and even the I, Dan I, I Abnett one didn't get more. You had you actually had a, a conversation with Dan Abnet, and didn't even like. That's not even the most popular one. It's it's you going through one of the last Games Days that they ever did. Yeah, we didn't know that at the time, but it was one of the last Games Days that Games Workshop did.
2: Yeah, I um I walked around the place, got pictures of all like the armies on parade, kind of like like boards and all that. Um, I went and checked out all the like the customization competition stuff, like those boards where they had like all the armies on, you know, armies on them and everything. Like there were people who made boards that had like three layers to them, and it was like an underground kind of thing, and you know, like it was Necrons, I think it was just different stuff from like Forge World that they put into it, and Necron like warriors and stuff. As that, like, what they were like underground and then above ground, you saw just a little bit of like top of like a monolith sticking out and it was supposed to be like, you know, this is them buried and stuff, you know. Um,
0: I can put a I could put a link if anyone wants to see. It's about 39 minutes long. There's 23,000 views on that video, Chad. <laughs> that was yeah. Games Day 2013.
2: 2013. Wow. that's seems like forever ago. Do you down... know the,
0: the next po- most popular video was when uh, was it 2014 x Ring Regionals? Uh, Paul Heaver versus Chris Lothier. Imagine that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like, I I, I did get inspired by seeing those back then. I kind of wanted to do this stuff. I actually had plans for a board because you could only get, like, I want to say it's almost like a two-foot by two-foot board. I thought, hey, you know what would be really funny? Just break the rules and show up with, like, a two-foot by two-foot board that actually then extends four feet upward. Just have it where the entire board, you're looking at it, and you're looking down onto a street. You've got one army down here and one army up here, and they're kind of coming into a battle,
0: like a Necamunda kind of thing, yeah, like a Hive City kind of thing.
2: Like the board's facing like this, so you know, like up and down, your four feet goes like up into the air. So like as you're looking at it straight on, it looks like you're looking down onto the battle.
0: I see where you're going.
2: So like I would make that like four foot long battle, you know, going on, but then I would flip it so it was like on a ninety degree angle. Attach it to your two foot board.
0: Would you magnetize all of them so you can actually pull the models off or would you like there it's a diorama and it's it's it, they're there they're stuck.
2: I mean something like that um, all the stuff I'd have to put on it. I thought about magnetizing it so that I can yeah. still reuse it because that's a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. Like, a lot of money going into a, a display idea like that. I agree.
2: Yeah. But that's the kind of thing you would need to do. Like in order to like go into those things and actually win that competition, though. Like I said, there was one that was a uh, it was the fantasy or Age of Sigmar or whatever you want to call back age then. You thing. know, it's
0: Age of Sigmar now. Fantasy's dead. But now it
2: is. It was fantasy back then, though. I think. I know. It's coming, coming
1: back. back. It's fine.
2: And
0: they actually had We're a coming massive... back. You got Age of Sigmar uh, third edition coming. Yeah, coming but back? It's a
1: different game. Yeah. Uh, I'm, well, not, I'm not going to steal Transponder, but oh, the old world right. is returning.
0: Well, now now I'm going to hear that, but I'll hear that after Chad's done.
2: The board that they had, it was a massive tree. So, like, they made this, like, oh, big tree. I do remember tree, that. And it had, yeah, like, I think that was it's in the video where there was one where it was, like, a tree and something, stuff like that. And it's like, that's the kind of stuff I looked at and I was like, that is kind of cool. And now uh, you get something like that and you can kind of show off, like, hey, look, this is my skills with this, this is my skills with that. I've been working a lot with these D&D minis and I'm liking some of the work that's coming out on those, so...
0: Who makes those? Is that still WizKids that
2: makes those? There is a and d and then there's a Pathfinder. Uh, they got miniatures
0: for both. And WizKids makes both. That's interesting.
2: Um yeah, yeah, it's pretty much the same. I
3: kind of what the
0: And those for for anyone that's interested, those are the ones that come like pre-primed. So like <laughs> legitimately you crack them out of the box and you can start painting them. Which so... doesn't sound like it's that big of a deal um unless you live in uh, a northern area like we do where Sometimes priming in the winter is not even plausible. Right. So, so having miniatures that are already pre-primed and you can just go is is really kind of a gigantic advantage.
2: Uh, I was just looking because, like, I, I hang on to the the cardboard back so I can get some ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the Nolzer's marvelous miniatures is what they have listed for D anD. d There's these ones like Deep Cuts that has like the different packs of stuff here. I got Pathfinder battles and then this one. Another Knolzers, okay. But yeah. I got different cool some cool different things. I'm working on the Grim Reaper one right now. Oh that's cool. So that will be. You should fun. be
0: posting that stuff in the in the in the Discord for the Dice 8 Discord. Or the lack of focus uh, Discord.
2: Yeah, I guess I should. <laughs> I sat down
0: I was going through the the they weren't ghosts. Which ones did you just post? Um I just did um were they rights what were those uh,
1: yeah, oh yeah it was those things uh a bunch of stuff i've done recently i don't know
3: i i, I actually was
0: complimenting... did some
2: of those myself yeah
0: well and i was complimenting you on your basing because i don't know what your basing material you're using but that looks really cool it doesn't work yeah. for like my particular setup but it would spirit have host. spirit host, yeah. thank you that's the word i was looking that's for you can tell course. i'm more of a 40k guy yep.
2: i did up some spirit Host myself um I can see about getting pictures and yeah. You know, Whoever po- you know,
0: post this in the Discord.
1: Uh, everyone oh, just th- throws it up on the phone, man. Yeah. Uh. All right, I'll walk into it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> maybe you can shame me into painting some of my stuff.
2: I've been trying that for decades, man.
0: Yeah, uh, I I have that small problem. Like you, you I'm not going to buy another sure. miniature until oh. I finish painting all of X, Y, and Z. And I never, I never follow that. I'm no do now. I, so yeah.
1: I've just brought up the web page that I posted a link to in uh, Podcast Crap because we're doing it in a visual format. So the 15th of November, 2019, Old World, New Warhammer. Warhammer, the old world. Yeah, folks, for real. Uh, yeah, for really reals. In the deepest dungeons of Warhammer Studio, accounts council of a wise have con- converted. Ages, ancient forges have been real lit and work's already begun. It's-
0: yeah. They a, just an, all right. They just announced Age of Sigma um third edition.
1: Yeah. You know that we're allowed to have more than one game, yeah?
0: I'm aware of that, but
1: it's almost like this one might be called Warhammer the Old World and the other one might be called Warhammer Age of Sigma.
0: Right, right, right. So here's what I'm concerned with. So let, let let's pull this back into our FFG roots here. So you had this cool game that was, you know, squadron based not squadron based, but um squad based in Star Wars uh what was it? Uh, what was the Star Wars one, the miniatures game that was squadron based? Imperial Assault. Yeah. So, so you had Imperial Assault and Imperial Assault was doing really, really, really good. And then they went now? they went more full wide scale with Legions and Imperial Assault went away. So I don't know. Like, I, I may, maybe it's just me. So, like, I know that there is a squad base, there's 40k kill teams is a thing. But 40k kill teams always feels to me like, yeah, that'd be kind of a fun pickup. It's you know it's a faster game, a little bit different rules. It uh, can get a game done in thirty to sixty minutes as opposed to a full scale game of a forty k. Okay, kind of cool, but it is like an ancillary bolt on to the full game, which I would consider forty k. I'm curious yeah, if but you're, again, I but you're I, t-
1: comparing two two completely different things here. Yeah, right. Like, and
0: I I, w- I will 40, flat out say I don't know shit oh, about kill, how
1: Necromunda, Blood Bowl. Like they, it's not like we only have. 40k and, and Age of Sigma, they have, like, there's already, if you want to just do fantasy properties, there's already Age of Sigma, Warcry, and Warhammer Underworlds. So just adding in Warhammer The Old World isn't that big of a deal.
0: Right, but so do you anticipate Warhammer The Old World being a callback to... It, it's a
1: square-based rank-and-file battle game.
0: Square-based, no less. So you can't even take your Age of Sigma models into the Old World.
1: Well, we couldn't, could this because Age of Sigma doesn't exist? Because it's not happened yet, because it's the old world. You can't have Stormcast Eternals or Nighthaunt.
0: Okay, right. they're, so they're not really I get, yet I, okay, I get what you're saying from a story fluff line. What I'm saying is that a skeleton from whatever armies there are for the undead oh, could translate... I wish I'd not in- said
1: anything, now, Chad. Um, all
0: right. Oh, God, now you've got me. My, that's only my point, though. So, like, oh. when, you know, the Fantasy Realm kind of made the right decision and went over to round bases. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Fantasy players, oh. I understand why well, they Well, were well squ- I, know,
1: I know it's a joke. It's just not funny.
0: I know. <laughs> I know why they were in square bases, because it was much easier to put them in rank and file on square bases. I totally get it. It makes sense to me. But whenever they moved over to a squadron base, they moved over to doing it on round bases. So now, so like if I've got, I don't know, Demonettes of Slaanesh, for example, I'll pick, I'll, I'll pick, a, uh, I'll pick a model. I, in theory, Demonettes of Slaanesh also exist in the old world. But if I have Age of Sigmar Demon Demon at the Slun Ash, they cannot go onto uh movement trays on round bases. Why not? Can they? I don't know. I've never tried do you guys even still use movement trays at that juncture?
1: But right. so all my night haunt are on the movement trays. They I use the apocalypse trays.
0: Right, but you're using the that's what I'm getting. So you're using the apocalypse trays for those. You're not using like the square movement trays. But, like, do you, like you like you remember the ones so I'm talking about? Like the seventh if edition. You've
1: if you're running a five-wide, twenty-five millimeter base unit, it's a shamer isn't a mathematical formula that you could use to make sure the footprint of your movement tray is representative of what it needs to be, and then it doesn't matter what your models are like on top of it, does it?
0: I, I agree. You can absolutely do that. So, I'm saying. So like,
1: if you're going to be really, really pedantic and facetious and complain about an army you don't even own. And not for a being game
0: for a game I don't even play. Yeah, I, 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 I recognize the hypocrisy like it, that I'm sitting on right like now. I mean, I mm. have a
1: fully painted Goblin army on square bases in my cabinet, so I'm okay. Mm. I'm excited. I also have a round base army. It doesn't matter. I don't. I'm not worried about it. If I want to play.
0: Oh, and they upped the base size too didn't know they did, did it they they get the from 25 to 28 millimeter kind of treatment like so for example is a clan rat still on a 25 millimeter or is it up to a 28 now
1: yeah it's still small for small things It's just more more granular granularity
0: granularity
1: <laughs> granularity now i'm having
0: trouble with the word i know <laughs> the word it, you're it, it,
1: it is just more granular yes words i mean uh, i mean cool
0: cool for them like i i know that there were a lot of people and i do mean a lot of people that jump ship and were unhappy about whenever they you know end times came they ended the warhammer fantasy line and they moved into age of sigmar there were a lot of rank and file that's the game i like to play in fantasy that were upset by that i'm actually surprised it's taken them this long to kind of reconsider this um it
1: was 2019 uh yeah just two years away
0: Okay, the article that you said. So, when is this coming out?
1: I don't know, another year or so.
0: Yeah, so we're I mean, I mean, so 20... designing
1: the game from the ground up again because the reason Fantasy had to go away is because it was a relic of a bygone age. Unfortunately, it wasn't more elegant than a Blaster.
0: <laughs> okay, so you're telling. All right, so this article comes out a a, a, oh, a year and a half ago. It's yeah. November, so make sure. Right. Saying that they're so, give them what three, four years for design space, playtesting, all that fun stuff. If they, I mean, I, it I probably comes confi- out next
1: year or something, but yeah,
0: I have confidence that what they're going to do is going to be an amazing product. I'm just curious as to what it does with the Age of Sigmar group because how many of them are going to stay or how many of them are going to shift over? <laughs> like, what is does it do to the other?
1: <laughs> You're thinking about it in the wrong way. Age of Sigmar doesn't compete with Warhammer Fantasy because of different games.
0: All right, and maybe this like, is just me. Maybe, you're, maybe you're correct. You're talking
1: about like, man, what what does buying golf clubs do to people who play soccer? I don't know. Like, right. some people play soccer and golf, but like, put pushing rank and file blocks of troops around is it? Like, the <laughs> people who play Age of Sigma aren't all of the old Warhammer fancy players. They Agreed. they transferred over to stuff like uh, Kings of War. the like. Community led night page, um, Song of Ice and Fire is like, a tray pushing game, but there's all of these other games which are tray pushing, regimental, you know, like anvil and flanking, all of that stuff.
0: Right, but GW is the gold standard. I like. I so I guess my question is, and we've. Re- I will get off this topic. I swear to God, after I'm done making this thought, pro- getting this thought out of my head. Can you agree that there were a number of people who were fond enough of the Warhammer Fantasy IP that when they shifted over to Age of Sigmar, they followed the game because they were involved with the the fantasy world that that created.
1: Well, there's people who Maybe. played fantasy who also play Age of Sigmar, yeah. But you can't compare them as a game. Right? I'm not comparing them. Like, a I'm not, fantasy I'm not, I'm not went just, away. Yeah. Like, Age I'm- of Sigmar wasn't ninth edition fantasy. Warhammer Fantasy stopped to 8th edition. Age of Sigmar came out as 1st edition Age of Sigmar.
0: I, I'm aware. I, the, mm, I, I'm either at uh, explaining you, myself, or you just you, you, flat you, out disagree with me, which is I, fine.
1: But you're trying to say well, To me, your argument is the same as me arguing that epic playing epic takes away from people playing forty k. Alright, So, adaptive titanicus exists
0: because okay, so may serve
1: that. completely. No, but that's, that's how I feel I about feel your it. argument, though, because well, surely I, I, make it, it fair, enough people make fair must fair play point. for must be in love with the 40k universe that when adeptus titanicus came out they wanted to play more titans so they bought into that
0: i don't think that that's a fair comparison i think right. a fair comp- the fair comparison would have been if star wars legions existed before imperial assault and in the second after the second edition oh. of uh start- hold on i i recognize i'm building a-, a fictitious universe give me just a moment let me follow my thought process out so I built, I, I've got two editions of Star Wars Legions and everyone likes Star Wars Legions to, and everyone's happy about it. And at the end of Star Wars Legions, they order 66 and go to Imperial Assault. They do Imperial Assault for six years. Some of the people that were playing Legion obviously continued on with the Fantasy Flight games, Star Wars miniatures games and continued to play, went on to Legion. And then they announced Legion 3rd Edition or uh, Imperial Assault 3rd Edition. Alongside it, Legion's Reimagined.
1: I disagree that that's an equivalency. So the the problem with the analogy there is that the reason that Imperial Assault Skirmish exists was to try and get around the legal issue of them not having a license to print print the Star Wars board game. So Imperial Assault was never meant to be a... The skirmish mode was literally there because it had to be to try to avoid legal issues which didn't work which is why legion is going away so I, legion by imperial assault was it's a complete game legion you bring
0: all, you're is, bringing all these other branches and leaves on no, the story i'm just i'm just talking about the game and its scale and i'm a fan of star wars i want to play a star wars i'm shooting guns on a on the battlefield game i start off at legion legion goes from first edition to second edition i follow it through the legal, the legal, but
1: what are you playing then? Are you playing a game with fixed movement that's squat, uh, like individual model based, or are you playing a company level, like battle game because they're two you different? Started, games?
0: You started off at a company level, you were forced to go down yeah. to an individual model, well, because... that's fine.
1: Okay, and, and then when they both come back out again, they don't compete with each other because they're different games.
0: Or maybe I mean you could be right. I get. I guess my thought is I've always been like a I, I'm on one train at a time kind of thing. Maybe it is possible that you'll have people that are willing to invest in both Age of Sigmar Third Edition and Old World.
1: Like that's undoubtedly going to be the case. But what I'm saying is like, but do you not own Armada and X Wing?
0: I don't own an Armada anymore, but I did. Yes, yeah, I own. Right, both.
1: so that's an equivalency because they're both different games. Agreed. I. Age of Sigma and whatever this, like, movement tray pushing game is, will be different games. Like, one, a mass battle game, can put, I, uh, yeah, it's just completely different. And it's, sorry, All right, I All
2: so well those even the ones I painted for him, sold those ships too. Unbelievable.
0: No, I kept those.
2: I was told you sold them.
0: No, I kept those. The squads, I I kept those. Nobody would buy when them? I, what's that? Nobody would buy those ones? No, I wanted to keep them. You painted them. <laughs> I have them here somewhere. I, they may be in the case. I'll have to go look.
2: <laughs> I painted okay. up. Uh, he left some ships at my place when he was living in Ohio. He purposely bought them here because he couldn't find them back in Ohio. And then he left them here. By yep. the time he got them back home, he had found out that certain ships had already been painted. <laughs>
0: pink. You painted them pink. Pink and purple. did And purple. Pink and purple. Yep. Anyway, that was a really, really off-topic tangent.
1: Yeah. Yep, I should know better.
0: Chris, what <laughs> have you been doing lately? Aside from busting my balls at Warhammer of World.
1: No, uh, I've been busting your balls about fucking Neptune's Pride.
0: Yeah, I I screwed the pooch on that game. Again, I don't know if anyone's... I, I don't know if anyone picked up on the, the... If you're listening to the D&D story eight weeks from now, joke, 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 joke.
1: Oh, they'll, um, they'll
0: take longer and
1: that from to get caught up.
3: It's fine. I was going to say more than eight weeks, man. <laughs> um,
0: long story short, we we got to the end of a game. They they decided to call a game. Um, it had reached the point where well, two players I, were going to.
1: I'd intervened in such a manner that I'd warped the game from being a enjoyable experience fair, for everyone into a it being, competition. Yeah, so that's why we so, all called it.
0: So everybody called it except me and one other player, and I decided that I was going to use that game to practice,
3: um, so practice,
0: practice some end game stuff, practice clapbacks, pre- see what, like if I throw a thousand ships at that, how long do they last? That kind of stuff. But because the game was it a tick every thirty minutes as opposed to every hour, I had to keep checking in on it more and more often, more and more often. And when they started the other game, the real game, I, I liked the real. Call it. The real game, I didn't focus nearly as much on it. This is my fault. I accept responsibility for this. And by the time I started paying attention to that game, I was already way out of it. So Chris has been kind enough to put me in, as we affectionately called it, the playpen, where I have three little worlds that I'm allowed to sit in. I can't leave because he's so much stronger than him. if I even tried. I, oh, well, I well, that's not
1: true. You could go out through light blue.
0: Well, that was kind of my plan until he just launched into the back into into the he's going to have to
1: defend from me and Greg and Patrick Hall attacking now As the uh, the axis of evil has started its war efforts now. after people. didn't well, pay so their I,
0: If it makes you feel any better legitimately, that's what I, my secret plan was. My secret plan was that he would ignore me for days and days and days and days because there's nothing I can do. You guys would go start wiping out and I would just be able to go in and sneak in and actually start building something up. I have no, no delusions or grandeur that I'm going to do anything in this uh, game at all.
1: I, I was just going to let you go around the edge of a map and see how far you could get. That's my plan.
0: And that, I think that's a great plan. I, I, I just want to do the little donut around the galaxy. Yeah,
1: I, I plan on trying to keep your life as long as I can as punishment for you uh,
0: hmm? and I, I, screwing I, I me take... over
1: and forcing my those... hand.
0: How, I didn't screw you. Or so I you, just didn't you,
1: listen. I, I told you a route to the center and promised to hold some worlds for you. Yeah, and right, then people were creeping in and creeping in and getting closer and closer to this pocket of worlds that I was going to split with that. And then I'd, I'd sent him a message saying, "Look, I don't really want to focus on these worlds. Do you want to trade some worlds so I get one, one or two worlds from, like, the center of our, our border, and you get all four of these, and you can have." do deal with the center stuff so and then just no messages back nothing and they kept getting closer and closer so it's like well i'm gonna have to actually plant my flag on them so that they don't just take them which put me in the lead for planets and then because i was in the lead for planets if you go afk the computer automatically attacks me so that's why i had to attack you because i didn't know it was you and and if you go afk I can't. I have no agency anymore. I can't negotiate with the computer. It just attacks me because I'm the leader on planets.
0: He is correct in every word that he's saying. So this is my fault. I admit that this is my fault. I will never, ever, 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 ever stay in a game that we've all collectively decided to call uh, just for practice modes, no matter how much fun it could be. Because I did end up winning that game. Not that it matters, because it was against baby seals. I totally get that. Um, <laughs> that all having been said, I'm. Taking my punishment with a smile and enjoying it, um, and I will be more than prepared for the next game.
2: Good. Good. Your punishment of letting Chris take care
0: of you. Got it. No, no, no. My so the punishment is. I oh, can't there's go there's Ed, no way Ed.
1: that Ed can go AFK and and with it down. So Ed right. knows even if he only has one planet yep. with no production that he has to sit in this game and keep playing it and answer messages when people send them. And and play the game because it's part of our engagement with the listeners. He he can't go AFK, can he, Chad? So I've got him trapped in a little pocket, but he can never leave. Where he gets to have no fun.
0: Yeah, so Chris is having way too much fun punishing me on this one, to say the least. I'm doing my best to
1: keep keep him alive as punishment, because it will be like... If he's, I let him
2: keep three plan or three systems or whatever no, planets. Three's so it's enough,
1: a... but he gets to feel like he can do stuff. He gets to move ships from these two planets to this one and build up his little fleet. He's got like Chad, look at it? He's got three hundred and fifty ships now.
0: So, just Ooh. for the record, when I hit three hundred ships, I had this this vision in my head of like the Spartans, you know, the movie Three Hundred. At that yeah. same moment, um. Chris sends out a, a a mass email to everyone demanding taxes. So of no, course I was demanding
1: taxes three days ago. I gave people three days to pay. The first day people paid and then people stopped. And I oh man, how am I supposed to live this extravagant lifestyle if the peasants don't pay up?
0: So of course I did my best Leonidas impression of you want taxes? Come and get them. <laughs> Knowing full well that if he wanted to, he could just flick his finger and I'm dead.
1: I think you'll find uh, you will pay me my taxes like everybody else.
0: I, I don't have any income. I, I know.
1: Would. I. That's why you've, you. Yeah, the taxes you owe are small because it's based on number of ships. You don't have any, so you don't have to pay taxes. Yeah, he just said he had three hundred. Yeah, so yeah, he owe compar- me. He would owe me thirty dollars.
0: Yeah, in comparison to wait, what's the ship count here on some of these? Uh, I so have four, four, yeah, for Yeah, four thousand
1: eight hundred and fifty.
0: Oh. The per- the person who is attacking me has seventeen hundred and ninety four. Yeah. Oh. So he's sending five hundred of those ships. That he's genuinely yeah. weakening him, trying to take this one world. Now the yeah. upside is, is that Chris has been feeding me weapons. So his initial attack, his first ship that's going to come, do in you want to know what the real back.
1: plan was? Because I'm not actually a dick. So I formed the the Triad Axis of Evil by between patrick and greg and myself and we've got this little power block but there's enough worlds that someone else could still win if we did nothing but i also thought well if i give ed weapons to match us and we're playing with alliances on so if the if every other player forms an alliance together and buys weapons off each other so they're always the equivalent of us and then moves their ships onto a border they can actually wipe us out if they all work together But they didn't. I gave them five days. We formed the alliance. I didn't do anything. Then I I formed a government and demanded taxes. Got one round of payments and didn't do anything. And I'm like, well, you know, we're all fighting amongst themselves now up in the Northwest. So if we're going to just keep weakening each other, why wouldn't I? So just going to take a few planets, crush a few fleets, and then I'll ask for money again. You know, some some reparations on the costs of my my dead ships, so that I can go back to my little castle and have a gala and like have some cake and some extravagant food. That's where all <laughs> the tax money goes, on, Chad. Uh, it doesn't. In the last game when I was playing the socialists, I, and I tried to tax people to give it to a poor. Not this time. This time I just keep it. It's on what I want. It's,
0: yeah. it's all about me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I am role-playing yeah. somewhere in between Mussolini and uh, Lewis the 16th, so, you know, it'd be fine. I'm oh, enjoying
0: it. Of course he is. So anyway, long story <laughs> short, so Chris's response to this person attacking into my one good world is that he sent more than enough ships to wipe out everything he has so that I can reclaim that world and re- start rebuilding it back up. Yeah, I was waiting until I hit 500 and then I was going to blind jump into his uh, into his territory. I was going to send you
1: scanning. And that's the only reason I spent time researching scanning was so you'd be able to see what was on that world.
0: Yeah, because that's the problem is it's so far away that it's a blind scan. I don't it's a blind jump for me.
1: So you'll be able to see it um, tomorrow because I'll send you scanning and you'll be able to see it. Uh, And weapons eight. Oh,
0: my God. That's the other thing. Like, I'm so he's only at weapons four. So when he's attacking me now, I think. These weapons fights, even at that, when he's attacking me, I'm weapon seven plus one for defending. He's doing it at a, we- a three weapons deficit. Yeah.
1: I don't think he realized you had weapon seven when he launched the first fleet and left people on his home world, uh, on his uh, his base world, but whatever. That'll be um, funny. Uh, that's what I've been doing. Um, I started painting, well, I undercoated a bunch of stuff. I've not actually done any painting. Um, I've been trying to tidy up the table so I can do some recording. And that's where, that's been my life. I've been a better parent this week, though. That's good. I felt like I was falling off a little bit, so I've tried to be better. I ordered a bunch <laughs> of, um, like, STEM toys and things like that, and, like, um, mind puzzle kind of things we can do together. Um, I was going to try and do some structured learning time to get her ready for, like, school and all of that stuff, you know. Actually try. I probably should, um, but... Yeah, the benefits of me getting to stay home, I should do more than convince her that watching My Little Pony is, you know, adequate ed- education.
0: <laughs> the hell are you saying?
1: Uh, how's your vassal update going, Chad? Have we filled enough time? Oh, shit, I haven't watched the recent one.
0: <laughs> cool, well, while you're doing that, I'll do uh, my brief gaming one. Uh, we played D&D, that was nice. I feel like we hadn't done D&D in... We, missed two, we missed
1: two sessions, because I couldn't do one and then um alan and sean missed and that's That's what
0: it was that's what it was so we got to do that which was fun it was kind of nice to get back to everyone being together which was fun because i genuinely do look forward to that every monday night so that was fun um on a side um i as everyone kind of knows like at some point in time at some point in time i am going to drag these guys uh hopefully willingly uh into even hopefully even a one-off of the alien rpg um one of the things I like about a game from a smaller publisher like Freely Games is that their releases, like the game, doesn't bloat. Like I don't know, like a D and D used to, like especially like Fourth Edition, Three Point Five Edition, where there were new source sourcebooks like every month, and then every month, like it like legitimately, it starts to become a pain on the wallet. Like, oh, this new book came out. This another new book came out. Another new book came out. They're only doing two books a year, so. um They were hoping to have the first campaign book because the game uh, at the uh, prior to this had been based on one shots. Like the whole idea was like you would do like a movie one. It's you you start off with pre-generated characters. A whole bunch of them are going to die by the end of it. Can some person end up, quote unquote, winning the game and being the one or two people that survive at the end? The end. The session's over. It doesn't carry over onto another session. It's just a very brief one shot. Campaign rules are in the core rule book for the alien RPG, but they're not nearly as fleshed out. So it's one of those things that you can tell like, well, they give you some ideas of what it would be like to run a campaign, but they had intentions of running full campaign books. And the first campaign book they did, arguably the best idea that they had, was for Colonial Marine. Like the guys from Aliens, just not those guys. Like there's a whole bunch of Colonial Marines throughout the galaxy in the alien universe. So they were hoping to have it released for Alien Day, which they didn't quite make that deadline because they because it's a f- almost 400 page source book. But they did release that uh, over the course of the this past week. So I got my PDF copy because I'm a shill for the Alien RPG. I will, it's absolutely an amazing game. So I bought it directly from freely publishing. So one of the benefits of doing that is you get uh, the PDFs the minute that they're available, and then like the hard the actual physical copy of the books aren't even going to come out until the end of June. So I have been spending an awful lot of time reading over the campaign rules for Colonial Marines, which makes me want to run a Colonial Marine campaign. But I know that that would supersede what we're doing with with D&D. And I don't think we're quite there because I don't think we're anywhere near the end of. Chris's campaign for Curse of Strahd. And I don't know that the level of interest is there. I think I could drag the guys in for like a one shot that ran for like three or four sessions. And that would kind of be it. I don't know that I could pull everyone in for a full blown campaign, but at some point in time, I do want to be responsible for running a full campaign of alien RPG at some point in time in the future. So it's, it's, it's it's the, the, the game isn't very mechanics heavy in any way, shape or form. It's a bunch of D sixes. If you roll a six, it's a, a success and sometimes on a one on your stress dice, that's a failure and causes. It's not mechanics heavy. It's very role-playing heavy. It's very, like, thematic. Like, if it sounds like it's a cool idea, you should do it kind of thing. And it doesn't put the rules in the way of cool. It's got, it's got the rule of cool. It doesn't put the rules in front of doing something cool, which I think is a really cool feature to the to this game. So, and they're fleshing out a lot of the galaxy. Like, if you watch the alien movies. Maybe you've read a comic book or two or some of the dark war stuff from way back when um, there's a, there's a lot to that, that uh, universe that isn't the Xenomorphs. There's corporations, there's all these other nations, there's all these other infighting between this corporation trying to steal tech from that one, or this nation's trying to fight with this one. Like the, the aliens themselves are, uh, I don't know what their, their decoration, like you can put them into a campaign, but they shouldn't be the focus of a campaign. They should be. They should just be a part of this much much. That's larger how you deal. tell your
1: players that you're sick of them. What's that? Uh we're done with this campaign. What do you mean? Well, you know, I think yeah. you'll find.
2: Yeah, we're done. Here's some aliens.
0: Yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That. That's how. You, I agree, a hundred percent. That is how you would end a campaign. Is that? They shouldn't, yeah, because you don't want them to make, you don't want them to be mundane. I know there's all there's always going to be that internal, the, that eternal argument of which movie was better, James Cameron's Aliens or Ridley Scott's Alien. And I've always stood on the side of, I thought that uh, the Alien movie was a better movie. And my reasons for that was Alien was a sci-fi horror movie. And the Alien was this unstoppable killing machine. And... It, it, it very much like in the game of alien isolation, like there's no way to kill it, there's no way to really get rid of it. You just need to be able to try to survive. And I always thought that was kind of a cool, like the dread kind of thing. When you get to Aliens, Aliens is a you know, it's a typical alien uh 80s action film with aliens, this unstoppable killing machine that was in the Ridley Scott film. Now, all of a sudden, you're blowing away four or five or six of them in one scene. I, I like. It demystified the aliens for me by watching. I love the movie. Don't get me wrong; it's more like a one A, one B as far as those two films are concerned on my top like twenty uh, favorite movies of all times. But if I had to, if I had to pick one, I would pick Alien over Aliens for that reason. Anyway, well, so yeah, I'm
1: right. I'm considering selling off almost a bunch of my um, Prodos Alien versus Predator miniatures. And I've got, all, I've got all of them. I've got the Cheyenne dropship, everything. I know.
0: Do not let those go without speaking to me. 1st you know, I've had
1: them for nearly two years, and they're still in boxes. So I'm like, I need money more, and I need this stuff.
0: But... do not let those go anywhere without speaking yeah. to me first.
1: I'll chat. Um, <laughs> there's also obviously the um, the plastic miniatures now from. Um, Gale Force nine for the aliens, yeah. And did. the Gale
0: Force nine ones, I've seen those, so I legit all right. I had a birthday in this past two weeks. Um, I know them, I
1: can't believe Facebook let me down, it told me when mine and Bob's birthday was,
0: yeah, because you two share a birthday. <laughs> so, my point uh, it's tradition at work whenever it's your birthday, the guys get together, they get you something, and I got a $50 Amazon gift card. And I'm like, ooh, I've been looking, I've been eyeballing that, you know, uh, another glorious day in the core, uh, Gale Force nine game. For multiple reasons because it looks kind of cool but the, there's 16 alien models uh in there that's well it's four it's a sprue of four copied four times so you get 16 of those but everything that i read about those miniatures from the gale force Nine ones, they're good they're okay they're a little bit smaller than 28 millimeter scale they're more like 25 millimeter scale but apparently the tails are like really a pain in the ass to put on. But I've, I'm an experienced modeler. I felt that it was a challenge that I'd be up to, to being able to put the. Because that's the thing. If you look at all the one star reviews uh for people that reviewed that Gale Force 9 game, it's like, well, I bought a board game. I'm not a modeler or I, I didn't want to put models together. Uh, those are the people that gave the game the one star review. All the people who were real, like, you know, m- Maybe using the term real, it's like the no true Scotsman argument. Those people who are into modeling games that are used to games like 40K or Age of Sigmar or Warhammer Old World, um, <laughs> who are used to being able to, I need to put these models together and paint them before I can actually play with them. Like, I'm used to that. I I, I can get through that. I, I will be fine. So maybe the complaints that people are making about those aliens weren't so good. But everything I heard about those Protoss models was, everything was fantastic. But they're out of print now. You can't find them. Not with well, you can find the the Russian <laughs> knockoff sculpts on on eBay if you want. Yeah, But yeah. I rambled on there about the Alien RPG by way way too much time. So oh, that's my cool. apologies. That's it. That's all I got. We promised so, at some point in time we'll talk X one.
1: What now? Ish ish. Yeah,
0: it, it wouldn't be an it wouldn't be a lack of focus if we didn't like not talking about X ring for an hour. <laughs> All um. right, so let's move into the main topic on this one. We're going to be talking, of course, we're going to be moving over. Hopefully, Chris is doing the stage transition as I, I speak. I
1: can, look, done. See, I didn't even check if it was going to work. I just did it because I had to play.
0: Look at that. So we're going to go ahead and move over to our turn zero, and we're going to be talking specifically about an Aces build uh, against anything else now i specifically chose this list this is not a competitive list in any way stretch of the imagination i didn't try to make this list competitive by any stretch of the imagination i wanted to get put large base ships on the board and i'm an imperial player so my large base ship choices are a little bit limited but i do have you know the palp shuttle which as long as i've got the palp shuttle i can go from there so i want and i wanted to emphasize specifically on the differences on what putting a large spaceship on the board means whenever you're doing your setups in the beginning. Chad, on the other hand, is going to be playing the role of the aces player today. Ooh. So I'll go, I'll go over my list for those who are in the audio form. If you're watching this in video, it should be, I don't know if I'm on the left side. Of the oh, way. so before we
1: do this, uh, are you uh, good Chad? Do you need more time?
2: Uh, I think it updated and everything.
1: Okay. So well, let's find out for sure. Um, let going to a- See about uploading my list. Yeah, so if you be, click become player and become player one, there should be a damage deck thing ready. Then you click for big yellow number one, spawn the squad from, um, yeah, I can't spawn it for other players, so. Uh, but spawn from XWS and then you can copy it, copy it from the other one or whatever. I think you can post the squad link as well. Yeah, you can do it from your URL if you use Yasby or the official squad builder to make your list. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, so I was doing that and you should be able to go over your list then.
0: Oh, okay. I, if you want, I do know if you want to no, I was,
1: or... was going to do filler with Mike's list and cover that now if you wanted to. If you want to do that first such Chad's not in a rush. No.
0: Yeah, no. So I can, I can cover over the list that I've uh, decided to bring today. Again, I wanted to emphasize large base ships and I thought, hmm, I'm going to toss a bunch of ordnance in there because ordnance are fun and it makes me laugh. So, I decided to go with one rear Admiral Chirno. He is going to be sporting himself proton torpedoes and some seismic charges. I thought it was funny because he does have the bow tie arc, which means that he can shoot from the left and the right or port and starboard. Um, He has proton torpedoes that he can fire out of the front. And just in case if anyone's behind, I'll drop some seismic charges out of the back. I thought the idea of having the option to fire at all four arcs in different ways would be interesting. Not to mention the fact that his ability, you know, if he, you know, I can reinforce in direction, I can actually change some of that stuff to crits. That could be fun. It really could. In addition, we've got the good old OGP, the Omicron Group Pilot swording One, Mr. Elper Palpatine, just to add in that extra fun. And then, last but not least, I decided to go with a new squadron pilot. I decided to give him the aerial assault or arsenal loadout, I apologize, Uh, And just load it down with uh, missiles and torpedoes. So he's got ion torpedoes because I think there were four points. I had points to spend, and why the heck not? Uh, Gave him some advanced proton torpedoes in case I can squeeze him in and get him close. Uh, We've got some homing missiles. We've got cluster mines and tossed an advanced slam as well. So, again, not a competitive list in any way, shape, or form. This is more just of a fun list. Like, I want to see what happens when this gets put on the table kind of list. Okay.
1: So... I mean, I'm gonna point out that you do have the highest initiative pilot in the game as well.
0: Woohoo! Real Ad Marchierno doing yeah. his thing.
1: Uh then we've got Chad West, which is a uh initiative for all across the board, I think. Yep. It's pretty good. I like it.
2: You got uh Major Vermeil and Ty Reaper with outmaneuver, Director Kennick with Vader and Shield Upgrade. I got Two strikers, one of them being Pure Sabak with maneuver, Fifth Brother shield upgrade, and the other one is Countdown with maneuver and Hall upgrade.
1: Yep. So beefy striker, punchy striker, annoying Reaper with um, Vader and Krennic.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, That'll be fun. You'll need to put rocks in as well, I think, Chad. Whichever one. So, do you want to go over your what you chose for obstacles, Ed, and and why?
0: Sure. So we had this conversation, uh, in the past, like I- unless you have a better reason for it, you would take it four small rocks or three small rocks was, was the, uh, the old Paul Heaver, uh, in lineage. I went with three debris fields because I've got large ships. I would prefer that if I land on them, I have a minimal amount of damage that I can take from those. Um, but I do also like the idea if I'm playing against a potential aces list, that aces don't like to be stressed and I did like the idea of adding that as a potential. So those were the thought process I had for picking those. So I picked the two largest debris fields that I could find, uh, and then I grabbed one of the, the mid-tier ones as well.
1: The X-Wing debris, isn't it, the other one?
0: Yes, correct. Yeah.
1: Where are those? In- um, uh, do you know which ones you want? Uh, this one's the biggest rocks. Yep, mm-hmm. so it is. Uh, I'll just drag them in for you. But those asteroids. Uh, that one, that one. Well,
3: big, big. Is there a bigger one than that?
1: That one's wrong. Control well, Those are the biggest ones, Chad. Cool. Yeah, and um, you covered your reasons for big rocks the other week as well uh, in part one, yep. I believe, because you think, yeah, Ed, you think Ed's a shitter and is going <laughs> to end up. Yeah.
3: yeah,
2: I am usually in a real life tabletop situation game. I can look at the board and very easily visualize where my ships are going to be and everything, and I can avoid rocks very easily. So okay. I chose the bigger. I choose bigger ones to hopefully, you know, maybe my opponent's not as good looking at the board as I am, and you know, hopefully they'll hit them. Yeah.
0: And considering I'm running, and you did not know this before, whenever we made the list, but considering I am running large base ships, that will become problematic for me. Yes.
1: Okay, so uh, let's roll by initiative because you are both and uh, with a two point bid.
0: Uh, I should have held off on the ion uh, torpedoes. And so, Chad, I will. You were the I will let you roll. You do you want let you roll and you can pick hits or misses.
2: Oh, I'll pick hits. Why not? Let's see here. Woo! Your
0: choice.
3: How uh, many fours. Do you have?
0: I have a. Two, I have a one, a two, and a five.
2: One, a two, and a five.
0: Wow.
2: yeah. Eh, I'll take it. What the hell?
0: Yeah. It legitimately, this is one of those weirds. You have all fours, correct? Yeah. Yep. This is one of those scenarios that legitimately doesn't matter except for who places first uh, so places that,
1: first. I'm going to jump in on the inevitable thing of can you have an all four list which would be considered aces reason I'm on board with Chad's choice and I do believe that these would this would be an Ace list is because they rely on their positioning to survive they have multiple repositioning options and are really slippery and o p s almost all generics in the game. So, like, right, if you're... Yep. You're not going to run into many swarms that are initiative four. So, there you go. I'm on board.
2: Alright, and where are Ed's obstacles? Uh, the I ones put
1: the should be... Can you see those?
2: I just see the three that uh, you put on the map
1: for me. If, really? if I move them all into your side, can you see them now? Do
0: you see my ships on the board at all? No.
1: Okay, um, go... I'm just seeing the three that Chris... The
2: three obstacles Chris put on for me.
0: Did you do the update for the assets?
2: Yeah.
0: I've yeah had, I just did a bunch
1: working. of updates. Um, reload your squad
0: Reloaded um, into...
1: Into Vassal. Oh, okay. So I'll delete so... the stuff off the board, and then you'll have to reload it. Um, sure. But I'll I'll put the debris on so it can get started anyway. Um, so... The debris was... Close so it off, maybe open it back up
2: again
0: on. No, that's not, it's not, it's not a you thing, I don't think.
2: Yeah, I'm seeing the stuff on Chris puts it on.
0: I'm just gonna control D, control D, so double up and get the wrong things. Thank you, cellophones. Oh. So those should be what you've got to choose from, Chip.
2: Okay, let's move those up here for like a 2nd put that one there.
0: Okay. So, I'm gonna start moving ships out. Do you see my ships?
1: Yes, I'll see them now. Okay. Weird. Good so I'm going to go and get another drink while you guys deploy, and then I'm going to come back and talk about where all the rocks are. Because one thing I can do whilst I'm not here, uh, sorry, whilst I'm not involved, is talk about the general shapes you get when you deploy rocks. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to put money on you fall into one of, I think it's three archetypes when you finish deployment.
0: Sure. All right. So Chad, is that rock placed for you? You're happy there? Yeah. Okay, hang on. I've got to move some tokens out here real quick. So from the audio perspective, I'll try to cover Chris's job on this one as well. Uh, Chad has decided to put a big fat rock right in the middle, uh, a little off, slightly to the more northern side of the board. I want big fat rocks as far away from me as possible. So I am going to put that in the lower left-hand corner, somewhere about there. And I am going to say set. My thought process of course is once the corners are kind of filled up the debris field will end up in the middle which is more akin to what I need it to do. There we go. So he has taken one of my debris fields and he has put it uh mid-range midfield a little bit lower to the left kind of offset. I am going to take the final rock and I am going to put it in the northernmost corner closest to myself. Now, I recognize that I just got done saying I want rocks away from me. However, With this particular one, he's got a big fat rock in the middle. And then if I take the smaller of his three fat rocks, I can blow past those on turn one and then not have to worry about it. So my thought process now is that I've got one rock behind me and then one way off in the distance. So legitimately, the middle of the field has one rock, as far as I'm concerned. There we go. And I am going to take the small X-Wing Debris Cloud. Uh, What is it? Control R for range? Is it Alt R? What? No. (laughs) Alt-R brought my graphics uh, card recording the game. I don't want to do that. What is that? Uh, range finder. Control-L. That's what I'm looking for. So I want to try to dump this. And I don't want to put too big of a hole. There we go. I'm going to put that in the upper left-hand corner. All right. So we now have our rock placements set up.
1: Yep. So you've done the two triangles. Do so you have oh. the triangles of rocks on the top part of the board, triangles of rocks on the bottom part of the board, which generally gives you at least two channels through them. So in this instance, there's a channel straight through the center, and then you've got a channel which runs, because you've got almost a line from bottom left to top right. Um, so you've got like, a channel on either side of that as well
0: exposing some of my thought process as well so what i mentioned is the reason and you probably had your headphones and you probably heard yep. me one of one of his rocks i intentionally put on my side of the board uh after having the conversation we had whenever you and i played last week um i can blow past that rock and now i have a channel that i can go north south yep. or south or south to north that i can my, just fly right my hook.
1: feedback would have been uh, the first rock you place in the bottom like two and two of his corner i would have put two and two of your corner as well
0: yeah, that's probably, it's probably right, because I could have blown past both of them at the same yeah. time. Yeah, that's a good argument. All right, so that means my one and two are going to be the first uh, on the board. So we are going to put good old Emperor Palpy. Pappy Palpy is going to go there. And I think I'm going to have my arsenal come in, the new squadron, over here. So, Chad, your entire list. Now, my thought process here. Let mm-hmm. Chad sure uh, we'll
1: deploy first, and then we'll do sure. two, well, and then we'll talk about deployment after. Okay. So,
2: I was looking here. Uh, uh, Craddock has the optimized prototype, and yep. I'm not seeing um, anything in this list here, or any tokens, or anything that indicate which ship I'm giving that to.
1: Oh, so, you get to pick now when you deploy. Okay. Yeah. I am putting that on countdown. Okay, so what you're doing now is you drag the token and drop it near your countdown. Yeah, oh,
2: okay. let see what that token will look at, huh? All right, so let's see I guess I could these guys real quick so that I can figure this out.
1: Hopefully you guys can't eat, hear me eating these
0: tomatoes. Mmm,
1: chocolate.
2: So you just have the uh the decimator place, right, Ed?
0: Correct. The decimator mm. is not on the board yet.
2: There.
3: There. That looks good.
0: Yep. All right. So, Chris, point uh, rules questions. as I'm aware with the reinforced token. Yeah, normally I would just spin this thing on the board to decide which side was getting reinforced. If you right is-
1: click it, you you can flip it over, should be able to right put the token,
0: right? But it flips oh, okay to the front or rear. Okay, so yep. I, I see what it's okay that works. But
1: generally, <laughs> I place it on the, either in front or behind the ship.
0: Okay, j- j- in case I make that mistake. Yeah. I want to make sure I'm announcing ahead of time. If I put it in front, it's because I'm reinforcing the front. If I'm putting it in the rear, I'm reinforcing the rear. I want to make sure that we're on the same page. But we're
1: playing three rounds. If a game's decided in three I know, rounds, on i where you put your reinforce token.
0: I know, I know, I know. I just want to make sure. So I am going uh, is to
1: Is it shoot. actually possible for Chad to kill a death in with three rounds? <laughs> um, Potentially. I don't think it is with in Force. Right, 5 from Sabak, 3, maybe 4 from Countdown if you can get range 1 to like, we could do it I suppose with crits pretty easily with crits if we're going to introduce that as an option, you know?
0: So, I am setting the bow tie to the starboard and port sides or starboard, yeah, starboard and port and putting him on the far outside north.
1: This is going to be a really, really interesting first three rounds, and we may get one turn of engagement will be my prediction. So questions I have for the two of you. Why did you place, Ed, why did you place the uh, Omicron group pilot up there and not in the center?
0: Um. So... So he's
1: he's, he's on the right flank on the inside of the channel. Because obviously you can fit two large base ships up uh, up that channel. So you're always going to be able to fit both two ships in there if you need to.
0: Well, I'm going to be tipping my hand a little bit, but my intention is to hard turn uh, left on the Omicron group on turn one to basically butt it up against that rock. And it's going to slide down the channels behind the rocks and then turn in as the decimator is going to come down the other channel. So, as you have those two channels there, well, one's on the rock on the left, and then you have those two drops that are down kind of the middle. My flight plan was to have those two come down the side like that. Okay. With the new squadron coming in, uh, slow rolling in, slow rolling in, so that it can help um, back oh, up the Omicron so group roll. The
1: reason why I bring it up is obviously in your list, the Omicron group pilot is the worst dial out of the three of them. Mm-hmm. And... um Obviously, Palpatine has unlimited range, but you want to leverage the coordinate from him. Oh, yeah. So because he's going to go down first, I would have been more tempted to slap him down in the center with this setup because you've got, like I say, that channel in the middle. You've got the channel where you can go um, in and to the right, or you can go into the left, or you can do the hard turns early as well. Would have been why I would have been more tempted because you don't see his deployment. Um, And again, like... This is more building a standard deployment than against Chad specific list, because obviously if you're playing against um a rebel Joyce list, which comes in at initiative two, and you plunk him down there and they plunk down after you. Yeah, you get to do your hard turn and chase kind of thing. But um it just gets a little bit dicey at that point. But yeah. And then Chad,
0: do um, you, you, you I I assume you get questions oh, for him,
1: I I would For Chad, I'm going to do it the other way. I'm going to try and put a a theory forwards and see if if I'm right or not. Because Chad deployed near enough where I would have deployed them anyway, given your deployments, if that makes sense. So, whereas your deployment was not what I would have done, Chad's is close enough to what I would have done. I assume... Uh, I would have assumed, Chad, that a Reaper's on the outside of your group because it's faster, because it's a medium base, it moves further. So it's going to – you can quite easily, from this position, get around this first rock and come down that outside channel or go all the way around the outside of the board if you need to relatively quickly. And then you've still got a bunch of weird and wonderful stuff you can do from that just off-center position where you're not going to have to commit too early with your ships. You are in the correct line of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'm not going to bother bringing the timer up because we're doing a fixed oh, number yeah, no, of no,
0: rounds. So. All <laughs> right. So my fully telegraphed, I told everyone what I was going to do move. Oh, I hit a oh, rock. Oh, no.
1: You hit, who knew? It's almost like if you <laughs> set up on the baseline and do a two hard turn left and someone 2 toed that rock, you were going to land on that, head. Hmm. Look at that. Yeah.
3: Did I you, you I, that I, rock there. I
1: didn't mention it on purpose because you wouldn't have done it then.
0: Taking a shield for it too.
1: Yeah, Uh and distress.
0: <laughs> That's yeah. okay. Uh,
1: so one thing to note if you're going to do that kind of opening, you have to deploy with your rear edge on the um on the table edge to give you enough space that if they two two a rock, you don't land on it turn
0: one. There you go. So there, that got him out of the way. Let's go ahead and do the new squadron. My intention was to bump. Yeah. Wait, who did what? There we go. Wait, what just happened here?
1: Nothing. I don't, what do you mean? You revealed and then you did the collision and moved him back. I can take the raid drill off by you, though.
0: Oh, okay. I threw
2: a one straight and a one bank on there for whenever I have to do my advanced ailerons. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think he did that before I actually hit the pump back. Is it? Oh, yeah. And no, I guess it is good. Okay.
1: Uh, so you can right click and then force a move, Chad. So if you right click and, and scroll to template move.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. i think take it. It's my turn then.
1: Yeah, correct. I've got zero actions so far. You know, just to rub it in.
0: It's turn one, so what? They were taking the losing the shield is the only thing that I was kind of unhappy about. But yeah.
1: eh. that's a good point. So, I should keep up to date on that.
2: If I do template move, I can do my advanced later on out of that, right? Yeah,
1: correct. All
2: right, so we uh, will go ahead and do a one forward down here, and he didn't move.
3: Uh, which one,
2: uh, Vermil?
3: Did you click the ship? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try. There you go.
2: There he goes. Okay. And then, reveal that dial. Oh,
1: shit. So, if you that. do, um, 4. It is, oh, I can't remember. It's, yeah, Control-R should, oh, no, it's Control-S, I think. I'm not allowed to do that. So, if you Control-R it again, and I believe Control-S is the one that executes the move. Yeah, yeah, Control-S will force a shit. So, you've got to hide it again, and then it should do it. If you reveal it with Control-S instead of Control-R, theoretically it performs a move for you.
2: I have to click the ship or the dial.
1: It should do it on the dial, but I don't know. Maybe it's just being weird. Control-S. So I have yeah, no just, way to do it. To,
0: yeah, you have to click the dial. I'll, I'll just
1: do a template moves for you, Chad. It's fine. Just so... so yeah. So you did a three straight? Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: On
1: a white... Well, this that. is the first time we've done a three-player game, and initially I joined as player one. And then left player one with goat Chad, so I don't know if that's messed it up as well. So oh, I wouldn't because yeah. it's what it won't let me do your dials, but it's letting <sighs> me move your ships. So I'll that's just weird. be on top of moving your ships for you. Okay, I'll be your uh... lackey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you are also come Who, on. Who's I next? thought I did this. Uh, yeah, I was going to go to Pure Sabak next.
1: One forward, yeah. One straight aileron and then a two, yeah, he's bank. Going to do a two bank. Two bank left. Well, dancing around these obstacles already getting in close.
2: Oh, and then count on, was going to go one forward.
1: And a
3: three straight. Move is talking for you. I'm about just focusing.
1: Yeah. Ooh, bank. Yeah, starting casting the net early. That would be the idea. So adds reinforce the rear at the front.
0: Uh, I put it in the front. Is that rear? um, That's rear there front there you go. That's (laughs) rear. That's front.
2: That's what I thought. I had it right Um, first. It's a tiny little circle (laughs) on my
0: screen. It's fun.
1: I'm just messing with you. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's why I put the token at the front of the back because. Okay, so that's round one of movement. So we've got a little bit of um, a spread coming from the aces, and then. Um, a defensive clump from Ed's list. So next turn should be interesting because I'm assuming there's going to be some target locks and aggressive movement would be my guess.
0: That's probably a fair assessment.
1: Like The issue that it has is obviously the hard two stresses the shuttle so there's a limited number of moves you can do whereas um, the new squadron pilot's in a really good position with the slam and then getting a the lock off, off the advanced swam so and still being able to fire ordnance. So that could be scary for someone. And Shirinu sure is just going to do Shurunu things. I'd expect an aggressive move forward to get a target lock and try and fire off a proton.
0: Um, oh, I'm happy with that. I am set. Yeah.
1: So, ace players always take longer. We've had this conversation in a, uh, a different dynamic. Always <laughs> the ace players, never the swarm players.
2: Well, all three of my ships have pre-moves. I, I also know. have to
1: consider. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, Chad. It should take you longer in this instance. It's a yeah, throwback sure. to our ep- episode about um, who wastes more time. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm good. You're good? Yep. Yeah, let's see this one bank right from the lander.
0: One bank right? I challenge that, sir. I would to do a one straight. Mm. You'll see. I mm. have plans. Mm. Uh, he's going to coordinate and give the uh, focus to the new squadron.
1: Okay, I'm going to dump that on Chad's, he can have nice stress token, Chad, don't worry about it.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, I thought he'd make that! Oh!
1: Look at that! Good job you gave him a token, didn't it?
0: It is, but back I also... I. Oh, sorry, yeah, hang on, i got to back Control that up, C. so I can go Control-S, hang on, click on the token, there we go, Control-S, C, there we go. Mm, thank you. I'll just keep cleaning it's... up the
1: table. I've got nothing <laughs> better to be doing.
0: He makes good points. Yeah,
1: uh, It's not the worst bump in the world, but it's not ideal.
0: It's not ideal, no. Because what I was going to do is I was going to slam with another, maybe either two straight and be able to put that target locked down on there. So I was going to be target locked and focused, stressed, and hopefully be able to get off a missile. All
1: right, so that would have put Gunny's um in a, dominating position in the center of the board right here yep so if target lock in that instance probably goes on countdown which isn't the ship you want to be shooting at um, because he's countdown. Mm -hmm. so i don't like i i don't think it's the worst position because if you target lock the meal he just skips right past you there's no way you can shoot the meal from that position
0: all right, Chad. This you? is
1: where Chad proves me wrong and just turns straight into where he would have been, and Vermil <laughs> I mean, would have got blown up.
3: <laughs> uh, nah, uh, that's
0: so, the reason. That's the reason why I slow rolled the Omicron, by the way. Yeah.
3: So we'll
2: go ahead and do Vermil first. He's going to do a one bank to his left,
0: uh, and then oh. forward. It would have worked.
1: This is where we get to see if Chad's Basil Eye is terrible. It is. That's the problem with playing on Kampoopers. Yeah.
0: It would have worked because I would have put me right about here. I'd be sitting there at turn one with advanced proton torpedoes, target launch. The large difference
1: enemies. is, Chad, it wouldn't have worked because Chad just does a straight aileron and then ends right down in the bottom. Like that's you, true. Like you literally, sorry, Chad. Um, yeah, so you weren't <laughs> catching the meal because that's why it's an a, I say it's an A swiss because it's got the get out of jail freeze. Okay, Uh so next
2: up we'll go to Countdown. Yep. He's going to go one forward. Yep. And then he's going to do one of those.
0: Mm-hmm. Six, seven, three,
2: five. Oh. Yeah, see, I definitely do not have...
0: You do not have Vassalize. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's one of the reasons why I never like playing on here, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you.
0: No, I know, I know.
2: And then Cure is going to do a one bank to the right.
1: Yeah, and this is where I said that it might not work out too badly for Ed because this is where he would have just got wrecked by everything at range one.
2: And then he was going to get one and take a focus.
1: Yeah. So a new squadron would have been outmaneuvered by pure Sabak at range one. So, woo!
0: Oh, Ooh. Ooh,
1: that's an aggressive
0: move from a Desmare. And we are going to go for that target lock. Eh. Advance Projector per- 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 Venus.
2: You can fire those at your front arc.
0: Yeah, you can only fire them at your front arc.
2: Okay. Well, I was just looking. I saw your other
1: arcs are facing left and
2: right. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that just... that's yeah. That's his primary weapon. That's the three attack dies that are coming out the port and starboard sides.
1: So okay. I will point out just because the action has been taken now that the uh, the decimator does have a coordinate.
0: Yeah, but I can't. Is it a coordinate? Uh, rotate into a coordinate? No, no.
1: But no, but you. So your pure sabak <laughs> is in your um, side arc as well. So your action could have been to coordinate the target lock that you wanted on the new squadron pilot.
0: Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah, no, I didn't think about that. Yeah, You're right. I could have totally done that. That's okay. Chad's going to completely avoid all four of these attack dice. Anyway, so four attack dice. I have to spend a charge, so it's down to one.
1: Um, I believe uh, it's not the time for you to attack yet, because there's another trigger. Vader would activate first, so Chad has the option to Vader from Mage of a Meal.
2: Oh, uh, yes, I do. And ship in your firing arc at range zero to two. And look at that. That just clips the shuttle. Uh,
1: see, I do so... have my battle eye in at the moment.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yes, Vader will go ahead, and uh, you may suffer one damage unless you choose to remove one green token. Oh, you don't have a green token to remove.
1: Oh, darn. So Omicron group pilot takes the second shield. Yep. Uh the reason why Chad's free to do that is cause um the target went on to pure subak, so he doesn't need to hold the force for um defense on um, the reaper because mm-hmm. the worst shot that's coming in is an unmodified shot from the Omicron group at range. Um, but it probably obstructed in arc, uh, we'll see.
0: All right, so four attack dice from the uh, proton torpedoes into pure click and go.
1: So, three do hits I, in a blank.
0: Do I spend, to spend the, tar-
1: the target block?
0: I think he is. I think he is. Ah! Of course. All so, it's right, still three so hits.
1: Yeah. I get two. Um, remember, you change one of them to a crit.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, set to crit. Thank you.
1: Yep. Two That's
0: and, why I needed to do it, because I the crit, crit goes
1: hit. onto a shield that Savak took. For just such an instance as this.
2: Uh-huh. I almost changed the shield on the wrong chip. Uh, where is
3: I can do it? I've got you.
0: That's why I had to use the target. I haven't played fossil forever. Yeah, yeah, you still rolled double evades two dice, double evades.
1: Wow, wow, wow. Okay, um, so then the fours go next,
0: which would be all of them.
3: Where are oh,
1: yeah,
3: um,
0: control, control F.
1: You click on the ship and then control okay. But if you, just, if you tell me which one you want to do, I will I can check them for you.
0: All
2: right, let's uh, go ahead do the range two from Vermeil there. And I would say then unobstructed. Closest part or closest spot to closest spot or not?
0: vassal has got a tool to actually tell uh, you. Sorry, that. you, go
1: control oh. shift F. I believe it was. Range yep, two, unobstructed. unobstructed.
2: Okay. So, in form, I'll check. Defenders, I'll have. I get to change a blank or a focus result to a hit result. Yeah. And I do believe I am in your firing arc. You are? Yeah. So, that is going to be the only bonus I'm going to get there for him. And it's a range two, so I only need three of Huh. Don't get to use it for meals ability. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> So,
0: uh, two hits and a crit, ad. I think I am going to go ahead and palp. Palp, yeah. So,
1: that reason you've palped that is to. Uh, he's got two shields remaining <gasps> and there's a crit showing. So, that will ensure that there's no crit shenanigans on Trishul this round from this attack. From this attack. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: From this attack.
2: So, you should be down to zero shields.
3: Correct. Correct. I'm working on that All right now. All right.
2: All right. Countdown is going to.
1: So, check this here real quick. So, Krenny, uh Optimized Prototype won't do anything at the moment because Vermeil doesn't have him target locked. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Vermeil being stressed is a bit, bit of a diner, but... Yeah. ...that you can do.
2: So, I will just go ahead and take
1: my three shots. Um, so, now you can go Control-F for him and go, Oh, look at that, Countdown's out of arc.
3: I
2: am, yes. So then that means so I could defend it as well. you roll one fewer dice. Okay. Yeah. So, so my three. Three against one. Yeah. So I only get one hit, unfortunately. That's okay. So you so take yeah.
1: one hit.
0: Yep. Putting that on. Boom. And then
1: definitely the same and thing then... again. Outmaneuver is going to activate on pure Sabak. And this yep. is where the fun starts.
2: Yep. Because I'm gonna get four dice here,
1: four dice, fifth brother. Yeah, so we Chad wants to see a focus result, yeah, because so um, can spend, focus, so
2: he fifth brother. I can spend fifth brother, yeah,
1: because yep. that makes it a crit instead of a hit. Which,
2: so it's just a hit
1: and a crit, which guarantees a crit going through because of yep. a maneuver.
0: <laughs> Haven't rolled an evade yet. <laughs> there's a hit, there's a crit, wounded pilot. Mm. Don't bump. Got it. I think I can show a crits. Is that everything? That is everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, vermil has got, how many evade dice base? Uh, one. And Pursebox two base, correct?
2: Correct, and I solved my focus.
0: Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> so it's three, it's three or three, basically. Once, One's tokened, one isn't.
3: <laughs>
0: so I'll take the non-tokened one, please. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> just one seven of AIDS.
2: <laughs> that was five for meal. Three dice. Yep. You said two. Yeah. See. Yeah. Oh
3: look, I I rolled
2: a blank also. It, it just one. Yeah. You rolled one blank. I rolled one blank.
0: <laughs> All right. Do we want to do one more uh, round of movement? Yeah. yeah go close. one more round. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: uh, <laughs> you get you get to um. See Chad be really sad about how stressed the meal gets in a minute, though, because there's only one aileron move that should mean that he doesn't take a second stress next turn, as in a third stress in addition to one he's already got.
0: I thought he can take aileron moves when he's stressed.
1: Oh no, so it doesn't doesn't aileron, but there's like very little he can do to get off the um, debris cloud. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I was thinking about Duchess where she gets to flap anyway, because she's amazing. She's my favorite. Mm. So both people have had the rock strategy come into play. See, so Chad wanted the uh other player to land on rocks and they did. And Ed wanted the aces mm. to be stressed, and they are. So
0: And they are. They both worked out the board.
1: winning all around. Uh, yeah, but obviously the the biggest
2: Ed's was more because I can't play on the computer. <laughs> yeah.
1: The, the biggest thing that's like uh, Ed misses out on a really good shot from a new squadron pilot if it didn't just get wrecked from that like, yeah many attacks.
0: Happy, ha- yeah, happy accident,
1: yeah, then like schoon is in a decent position at the moment, um, probably not a turn for bombs because you wanna wait till the next round, correct, um, but seismics could come in handy given the, the size of the rocks. But the Omicron group is probably needing to leverage his, its uh, coordinate pretty well this round. So uh, Omicron group's probably not going to die because if Chad commits too many guns to it, it um, he's just sitting in front of everything else. So we'll see. I'd expect the Omicron group to do like a one-off wanna- I feel like a 2 forwards might take it out of coordinate range, so it depends how defensive Ed wants to be. Like, it could do a like, run pretty hard. Um, what's dial-like? Well, yeah, so you could do a three straight if he just wants to get out of dodge, and then like, reinforce the rear.
0: But then that puts him out of coordinate range.
1: It, well, you'd be taking the reinforce action to stop him from mm-hmm. dying, um, and just keeping Palpatine on the board effectively. Um And you obviously get to leverage a rear arc, which we all know and love.
0: I'm so happy they added that to the space cow. So happy.
1: Yeah. The new squadron pilot is tricky to deal with at the moment because he's not in a good position to leverage the slam and everything. So probably do a slow roll this round, try and take a decent shot. Um, I suppose if you're going to do that, you'd have to go slow with the Lambda as well. So Lambda probably does a one straight a new squadron does a one bank, and then um, Shurunu maybe turns into a position pure Savak is. So the thing I would have done differently from Ed's move is I probably would have done a one straight instead of the hard turn in, in the hope of being able to creep towards this middle rock. Um, So you don't want to go too fast. Obviously, you don't want to clip it with your corner. You want to get into a position where you can use your template move to jump over it. But from a position he's currently in, it would have been... Um, yeah, I'm probably going to say that Shunu's probably doing either a long... It's going to be a hard turn. It's going to be like a three hard... That, that rock's
3: terrible.
1: <laughs> Maybe Shunu does a one bank right as well, but Shunu's not clearing. I'm pretty sure something of Chad's is going to block Shunu's move.
2: Yeah, I hate not being able to see this correctly. Are you set? Yeah... Yeah, we'll be able to see if if this is working or not for me.
0: (laughs) So, thankfully, as Chris is talking, that he basically picks every one of my maneuvers exactly as I wanted it, except I had flipped the dials in my head. So, when he said it, I looked at my dials and went, Oh, crap, I have them backwards. Yeah. So, I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, Oh, crap, I need to change that real quick. Yeah. So, we're going to go. Yeah,
1: coordinate the focus, one bank there, and then take the tight lock, probably on the meal.
0: Yeah, because uh, well Yeah, 'cause he's got no rural The really only thing Vamil
1: can do is try to swim into a new squadron pilot, but if he does, he still gets faded and loses focus. So Is it my turn? Uh yeah. It,
3: it
2: is. Alright. Now, The Reaper does not get to failure on.
3: No flappy so wings.
2: That. So he's gonna do a one forward. Yeah. Which will clear and then re give him
1: stress. Yeah, but it does get him off the next turn, which is the important point.
2: Oh, he didn't hurt himself. Of
3: course not. Why would he?
2: <laughs> Alright. Uh, so Countdown is going to do a one bank to the left, please.
3: Yep, ten point moves,
1: one bank left.
2: Okay, and then I pulled one of those.
1: Hard right, okay. That's what I said, And if you wanted to space go to... I did a bank then, didn't I, sir? So- Sure did. Um, yeah. Sorry. Let me undo that. 10 point move. Right turn. Okay. So, see. Yeah. Um, nice. Going sole for a coordinate pretty much guarantees that Vakari dies this round if Chad decided to go for it. So it, it's that game of um, chicken of how much is he going to commit?
0: Yeah, but I might be able to get an advanced proton uh, off. So no, I, I
1: agree. I agree. And then um, <laughs> pure
2: Here's the block. This is one of the ones I'm really, really starting to question now. Uh, so he's doing a one bank to the left.
0: Into a rear-air Yeah.
2: Ah, uh, he's not going to clear it. God damn it. Yeah, the
1: the new squadron block, probably. Oh, this, Oh, interesting. That is the 2 swoop left.
2: Yeah, um, like I said, I, I do not have the same eyes as I do on playing on a normal
1: table. Agree- uh, that was the other way, Chris. Yeah, I'm just being a moron, so. Yeah. so
3: yeah. Damn
1: it. That's fine, because it means Shunu's not moving.
3: Does
0: oh, oh, oh. mm-hmm. it? One
1: with two, two Okay.
0: At range one on my primary weapon, I, I thought, I, and then I'm set up to drop the seismic charge right there on the next turn. I thought I did okay there.
1: Um, I don't know that I would seismic next turn from this position. You're going to hit your own ship i not. It's easy enough for you for Chad to get out of it because, right, Chad's going to be doing a two, probably a bank, and then he has a barrel roll as well. Mm-hmm. So he probably clears the range one of that rock.
0: All right. So, question for the form. My thought process here would be that I would target lock for the range one shot. Um, However, so you don't
1: you reinforce for Tyranny's ability.
0: Right. No. Exactly. If I, no, no, you don't. You don't. No.
1: Sorry, I'm being an idiot from this position. Um, because you don't need the crit because it's going to be firing first. So yeah, you t- probably target lock because you've got uh, Palpatine. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just being a moron. Okay,
0: that's okay. Do I have a Vader that has to go off first?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. So, so the the options you have now, Chad, is obviously you could try and strip the focus from the new squadron as well.
2: Uh Wait, the it
1: shuttle's is- only got five hull? Yeah. So yep. So d- yeah, if That's you think to- that um, a naked countdown shot, range one out maneuver, so it'll be your naked dice against nothing, and the meal's naked dice, plus the meal mod, can kill it without Vader. It's worth stripping trying to strip the token to try and lessen the attack back at the meal. How
3: many
2: does is-
1: shuttle have?
0: Six hull, two shields. Or four shields, I'm sorry.
3: Okay,
0: I'm not- but I did not-
3: it
2: in a crypt you.
0: Yeah,
1: it, it's done. Uh, it's got four hole left, not five. Oh,
2: yeah, I that's what was, no, it changed
1: No, I've got it on. I've the got it on the oval. I don't remember. There you yeah. go. Okay. Yeah.
2: Because I'm like looking at that and I'm like, wait a minute, something doesn't seem right
0: there. <laughs> I th- I thought I clicked up, I apologize.
2: Uh, um,
0: and it's not nothing. I do have power. But you don't have any dice, though. All no,
2: right, I I will yeah. do Vader at the the smaller ship.
1: Yep, so Vader goes on a new squadron, so you either take a damage or we should focus now.
0: I'll take the damage.
1: Oh, greed. Greed is
0: good. Yep. <laughs> if I'm trading a ship, I need to trade a ship.
1: Yep. Oh, I don't that's disagree, hard. but uh, the Omicron group should die to the meal and countdown range one-shots, again, with you having zero dice. Right? It should mm-hmm. die. It. There's a chance so that it won't, but it should. So
2: it's four hull and humming shields?
1: Uh, two shields on the new squadron. Okay, he's down to two shields. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yep. All right. So rear embrasure into Major Vermil four dice. Yeah. One.
1: Four dice what, Pop. Don't you have to rotate your arc? No. It's got it on the sides.
0: I've had it on the sides since the beginning of the game. The first the shot. Oh, in the first Major one... Vermil. Yes.
2: I, I was thinking you were trying to hit Sabak again. Never mind. No. Now you're shooting
3: that guy. Okay.
1: Rear roll and then, then pop. So. If you've only got pulp, the greedy move is that if you're going to spend the lock, you re-roll the focus and the blank. Why? Because you can only modify one focus anyway. Rolling two dice gives you a chance to get a hit yeah, and a fair focus.
0: Point. Fair point. Like that, and then I will pulp that.
1: Yeah. So, because if you don't, if you only re-roll one, you can never get to four hits. But sorry, eh? sorry, that's incorrect statement. You can obviously because you could roll a hit and still have a focus. But rolling both of them gives you a greater probability of getting more
0: damage. And correct me if I'm wrong, but force tokens can only go to hits, not crits, correct? Correct. Unless you're fifth so, brother. Right. Ma-ha. Exactly. Ma-ha. Yeah. So we will flip the forcey token, and you can have four hits, good sir. Okay. And I spent that as well.
1: So, so I
2: need to lose three shields and one hole.
1: Yeah, I've got you. Um, it's done on the other way, but I'll do it on here just for completion's sake. I should have actually looked to what the shortcut was. I think I know this one. Is it Control Alt H? And yeah, Control S, S. Alt. H, and
0: Control Alt. Yes. Yeah. For
1: okay, so the meal took some damage, but still, still in the game. Then uh, no shot for Sabak. Countdown range one. Uh, Outmaneuver
2: shuttle. Yep, and he's got that um, optimized prototype.
1: So, still so no target lock. So
0: Nah. Yeah. It'll be a miracle if it survives. It did what it needed to do at this juncture.
2: Now, optimized prototype is you choose one, the defender loo- Okay, you may spend a hit, crit, or focus result. If you do choose one, the defender loses one shield, or the defender flips one of its face-down damage.
1: Remember, parts. you have to have a target lock on it from a ship that has oh, Drennic on board.
2: Oh, dang it, that's right.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh well, so it's just two hits and a crit.
1: Yeah, so against zero dice so it is literally just two hits and a crit yep and I'm at zero dice again why because I'll
3: maneuver.
2: maneuver uh, and
1: oh, now, right. now Vermeil can't miss because well the shuttle doesn't it depends have the on shoulders.
2: what the crit is no it's,
1: it doesn't well so Vermeil doesn't have to but Vermeil couldn't miss because right. the ability would kick in which would let you change a blank to a hit Seeing so if he yeah. blanked out Vermeil would have done the last damage yeah
0: But since he direct hit he kills it anyway
1: yeah <laughs> I
0: told you if I'm trading a ship, I'm trading a ship. I don't disagree. Oh
2: so he is going to range one into that dude up there, the uh crab. Crab. Yeah.
0: Alright,
2: so I do not get outmaneuver for that. You do have a focus token. Yay. Alright. So range one, four dice.
1: Uh,
2: all focus in a blank. That's
1: horrible. So yeah. And Vader spent force to do the ability, which did a damage already. So. Uh-huh. Yep.
0: Advanced proton torpedoes. Yep. Five V one. Five V one. Could be. Could win the dream. And of Come course, Ed. I will target lock to re-roll the blanks. Yep. There's one. There's the <clears throat> other.
1: It's Spend five hits. Focus. Uh, Vamil needs an evade naturally. Yes. <laughs> so Vamil goes down as well. And then we get to look at the game state. Yeah. So we've got a full health Shuranu against a no shield hook upgrade Pewterback, Piusabak, but Pewterback's got is basically behind them now. So at some he's point, eating- Shuranu has to rotate the arc. Um, but he's also he's also going to be eating a seismic charge next turn. It's not. I guarantee. Oh no, he's not
0: because he's going to be gone. Yeah.
1: So I will right, we'll place a bomb spawner and then we place a seismic uh drop seismic and then what's the range one again toggle range one control l so it, the only one you can pick is this one so we'll put toggle range one of that one so yeah like if it, chad's going to be doing either a one bank to a right or a two straight or a two bank you know it, he with barrel roll he's not within the bubble of that rock oh wow well. yeah
0: it was worth a shot. Could have been fun.
1: Uh, so that's why I'm saying I would have held the bomb. I wouldn't have actually dropped it this round. But oh, if the, it this coming made, round, it,
0: right? And so, arguably, like every ship he's got's got alien So like they get to do. Uh, it's the really
1: round. hard to catch them. You've got to. Have, you want him to be chasing you because then it's more predictable. So like, later rounds, when he's running after Shirunu, you probably could get some damage onto one of them with it because like. You, you're you going to be coming around these asteroids. So, let's say you do the hard two, maybe, this round uh, to a right. Then he's going to have to take a couple of turns to turn around. At that point, you've got three asteroids which he's going to chase into. So you, you need to do it where you're going to have an option of which rocks you're going to hit with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, the problem you'd run into to actually finish out this game, because obviously Ed would be ahead on points now, but the problem he'd have is actually getting enough shots on countdown to make it stick before Sabak's in position. So, Agreed. And like, you probably need to spend a turn reloading those uh, advanced protons.
0: Yeah, but I could spend that next turn because it's going to be a bit of a manoeuvring position. Um,
1: the other interaction that's interesting between these two lists is that uh, ion torpedoes do nothing to countdown. Yeah, because um, countdown cancels someone takes a hit, so there's nothing for no ion effect. I believe that's the right wording. Let me double. Let me double down here. When you defend after a neutralized result step, if you are not stressed, you may suffer. Cancel all dice. Yeah, so. I uh, would defend, uh, yeah. So you cancel because Chad's got initiative. So Good. his ability goes into queue Q first.
0: Canceled. But again, I, I didn't build this list to play against no, I don't. And I, even, don't. I didn't even know what Chazlis is going to be, <laughs> but that is, you're right. That it's an, an interaction. So yeah. I do hope everyone found that enjoyable. I do have that work thing in the morning. And I actually physically have to go into the office tomorrow. So I've got to call it a day for myself. So
3: <laughs> See, my,
0: my See?
2: plan's going from here yeah. where I was going to get Sabak turned around and then Countdown was going to do a flip around maneuver and we were going to focus on that new squadron pilot and eliminate him as quickly as possible while Cherno goes out and tries to do whatever he's doing.
1: Yeah, so I said that,
2: that was that was what I was looking at uh coming up for my next turn or two at least.
0: Yeah, so arguably the the new squadron pilot's done what it was going to do effectively in this game, I feel. I don't know that it ever gets another shot. It's going to play basically as a bullet monkey. Uh, until Chirnur can get in position. So I mean, remember, you,
1: Ch- you have reload, so basically you swam away and advanced, swam into a reload.
0: Right. Le- legitimately, so that was the next thing. So yeah. I'm going to try to swing Cherno around to get shots in. I'm going to try to slam, slam around to be able to get it back into position where I need it and be able to try to do some reloads and try to get off another shot with either of the advanced protons. I still have... Cluster missiles that are still floating on that thing. I still have homing missiles that are sitting on that thing. I've got I've got protons on that thing. I've got missiles and bombs to spend, uh, depending so, on what range you're in.
2: So the fun thing is is with the maneuverability of my ships, and if this was a an actual tabletop game, I could avoid your front and rear arcs all day if I wanted.
0: From Cherno? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I have the guns on the side.
2: Right, but yeah, sure, your guns on the side are not of shooting like five yeah. of the Five shots like your missiles. They're not, yeah. you know, doing the fun bomb things. I would basically fly around the sides of you and just take all that fun stuff away from you.
0: Yeah. That's you be, you would be, it would be down to straight dice, but that would be the okay. So I'm going to keep my reinforce in the back. I'm not saying that you're not wrong. You're legitimately the two, sh- your two ships versus my two ships. Yeah. You, pro- you probably win this game. I, I got lucky in both of
2: you got Sabak throwing four red dice as of right now and Countdown doing three. If I got into range one, then that's an extra two each and it would only mm-hmm. take um, three rounds, maybe a shooting.
0: Yep. No, I'm I'm not disagreeing. It would be a fun game. Yeah. I can tell you that. Yeah. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting.
2: But yeah, I, I just thought I just wanted to give my, like, oh, yeah, my no, thoughts of course. and my perspective of how I was like, if this was a real game, what I would be looking at, I would. Try and quickly finish off the new squadron pilot, and then, like I said, with the maneuverability of my ships, I would try and just, you know, outmaneuver your missiles and bombs by staying on your
0: sides. Yeah. yeah the only hope that I would have would be that I could either take down is take down one of those two ships. Yeah. Before you kill the new squadron. Yeah. Or, um,
2: yeah. I mean, so- unless you got some like really cool maneuver in your butt right there. Uh, like I said, like my next maneuver with countdown was going to be a basically K turn on you.
1: So the difference, and then is going to
2: turn and barrel roll and fun thing or boost something like that, you know.
1: So the thing that you, the only thing you need to watch out for, really realistically, Chad, is that all what Ed needs to do is, start pulling range with Shurunu so he can roll. He needs one free turn to rotate his out to a rear, which is this yeah. turn. So like you, because you're going to. Break off and won't be getting shots at him anyway. So he rotates rear yeah. this turn, and then you've got to try and close in, and he's going to have a rear reinforced at percent of the time now, which plays into Shunu's ability for soft mods as well. Uh, it's not it's not great, but it, it's going to take a while to churn through him. Whereas in he could get lucky, but yeah, it, the the game's definitely in your favor given this board state. I, I would be happy yeah. to play this out with the two strikers. Yep, I agree. Yeah, yeah, and there you go. I am 100% correct in Ed's supposition that this was going to be a trilogy. Um, So what (laughs) what I'll probably do um, is um, see if I can sort out as doing an in-focus to try and blast through a couple of uh, extra of these so we don't do too many more. But we we might do another one of these for an actual show. But I'll... um, Try and do a couple of those where it I can kind of like edit it all together a, uh, edit it all together a little more concisely rather than our ramblings that we normally do for a sure, show, but we'll see.
0: Oh, and something else we may want to consider like this particular uh, trilogy has been focused on turn zero. There's plenty other parts to the game that we can focus in on so like for example if you're like well how do i deal with this list can you give me an idea of how to approach it like we can do all kinds of things uh if the listeners are that interested in doing so like there's some of the stuff uh, i often refer to a lot of the same chess terms like we're we're in the middle of the mid game right now there's still end game strategies that are absolutely effective. And as Chris was alluding to, like there are in-game strategies that I already have that I can put into place that could at least uh, attempt to pull the game out for me. So there's a ton of things that we can cover. This was just literally, we're talking the first returns of a game yeah. and getting yourself set up into a position to uh, potentially it, win or lose that game.
1: It's more trying to show how the deployment ties into a rock placement and why mm-hmm. you need to be considering it whilst also considering your opponent's placement and list. Mm-hmm. So like I said, the difference I would have done is I would have deployed your shuttle in the center, which gets it... So that eliminates all of your bumps for a start. Yeah. A fight, yeah. Um, and gets an aggressive positioning from a shuttle because what you want to try and do is get it past because Palp's range is infinite. You only need the double modded coordinate from a shuttle for that opening shot, which are from the advanced proton or the protons from Shirinu. So, after that initial engagement, the the coordinate from a shuttle is less important than just keeping Palp on the board, and you can have time then to just chip away at the rear and try and get past. Um, it does leave Shiranu slightly more isolated, but you can kind of edge him in a little bit, because obviously you have to take the full outside channel. Or, you could have actually faced off to Joist um, Chad's waste because you've got more hit points. Because if you've drop him on the left-hand flank, facing off against the Reaper. That Reaper is definitely taking, because the shuttle is in the middle, so it banks in. Uh, Shurunu moves forward, reinforces the front, or like, you get you take your target lock and you coordinate the reinforce from the shuttle. You know what I mean? You've got options for that. Right. But you can set up a really good alpha on the Reaper because it would be really difficult for him to get away. Like, that forces Chad into turn one, he's got to start thinking about running up his table edge instead of coming at you, which, I don't know, Chad, is that what you would have gone for, trying to pull range and reposition if he deploys to Joshua of his list?
3: Uh, if he
2: would have chose to, like, joust at me, um, all three of my ships have, like, uh, like the, the S-turns and uh, other fun things like that. they got some K-turns. So really, like I could have just blown by him, flipped around real quick, and then just started attacking him from the rear. If he would have chose the shuttle or the new squadron pilot to joust at me, Um, probably not so much Cherno because of the bombs and such. I wouldn't have, you know, probably gone after him in the joust. Mm. But with my other ships, like like I said, like I I could have even flown up, and as we were jousting, like you know, before he even got past me, go ahead and do my S turns. I've I've um. I've done that before to him yep. uh, several times where we'll be coming up in a joust and it's like, okay, well, I'm moving this ship into an S turn and that ship into an S turn, and then he's realizing, oh crap, his only movements were going this way still, and now my ships are already turned around, ready to blast him as he comes flying by. Yeah. Um see, like I'm I'm one of those players where it's like every turn I just completely reassess the entire situation. Yeah. Like I have a plan for my turn. But beyond that turn, like, I just, I reassess it every time. So, like, it's not like I'm going to, oh, I've got this thing that's going to play out five turns from now, and it's going to be so cool, and, yeah, you yeah, just keep reassessing, though, every turn. So, like, it's not like you can be like, oh, I know, he's going to go here to do this, then do that, then do that. No. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so...
1: Yeah, well, oh, um, so I do want to. Obviously, Michael did send in his list and some game results, so I wanted to cover that as our um, closing. So we, we don't have sure. to to stay on it for too long. Um, but so Michael's cool. list that he was talking about that he ran in his two games he got to play was um, AP5 with Leia. So it's a Shipherped shuttle which can coordinate stressed people and still make them do actions with Leia a Blue Squadron X-Wing, so the Initiative 2 X-Wing, then a Luke with Advanced Protons and S-Files and Wedge with just S-Files. Um, so four ship Rebels, two three-dice attacks and one two-dice but double-arced uh, with Coordinate. So, um can get a reliable first turn, but I think it's a little bit too fragile for what I would like. Um Do you want any comments on the list for I give you his opponent's list?
0: No, no, no I'm... Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what he played against.
1: Yeah, so he played against um, Scum and Villainy, and it was Bosk with Zam Crew and BT1 Gunner. So Zam's a um, if you shoot me, I get a bonus attack, or do I get a bonus attack if you don't shoot me? The mini game. Um, mm-hmm. BT1 is first thresh; you can turn hits to hit to a crit. Then Han Solo in the Scum um, Falcon uh, with Triple Zero, which links with BT-1 for the coordinate, the, not the coordinate, the <laughs> calculate token on. they take a stress, <laughs> Lando's Falcon title, um, and then Torkil mucks with nothing, and Pail up with nothing. So the two screw you hawks and two big ships. Yep. Um, I
0: like that guy.
1: <laughs> yep. So then he said blah blah blah, um, and that's the wrong email, because he forgot to send me the attachments the first time. Uh, He's loving his trilogy so far. He's been trying to take on board what we've said. managed to play a couple of games with uh, Peter today, so uh, another one of our patrons. So he did send pictures, which, again, I said we'll try and go over at a later date. Um, But I I do have some feedback. I'm probably going to do an in-depth video. I'm going to try and recreate the deployments on Basel from what I can see. Um, But, yeah, from those lists, even just looking at a list before you see deployment or anything, I would be scared playing that rebel list into it. So I posted in the Discord a couple of list ideas, which I think would give them a better fighting chance. So um, my the main takeaway I had is that running Leia in a four-ship rebel list with only one... I don't think there's enough in the list to justify Leia. I don't think the Pete's adding enough has got enough to do. Like Luke's already going to be able to get double mods because he's got two force, so he only has to take a target lock. So the Shiverpede's basically stuck coordinating either to a Blue Squadron or Wedge, which kind of limits its options. And um, like Wedge with nothing's pretty solid, but I would rather... Um, I posted two lists, one which I think is just a better layer list, uh, and that was... Let me find it. Um, it was the list I was going to deploy tonight. It would uh, be my turn. Um, mm-hmm. It was um, instead of a of feed, I've gone with the other shuttle, which is the attack shuttle with Zeb and Leia. So it's it's one point. Or sorry, it's the exact same number of points. It's thirty nine points, but you get a three dice attack out of front. Um, slightly more vulnerable, but it's more offensive based, and you keep Leia. And then I've dropped named pilots. Which has given me three Blue squadron X wings and a boy squadron B wing with Stabilize S files and tra- and tractor beam.
0: Ooh, ooh, ooh. So a list after my own liking. I like that. So
1: it's five three dice attacks in the list. Um, the blue the blue the B wing, if it's got a target lock on you, it can shoot its primary, then spend the lock to shoot the tractor beam, and then everyone else can shoot you after it's tractor beamed you. Theoretically, like it's seven points that I didn't really. I could put uh, Asterix on the X Wings or something, but I thought I'd do something more fun just because that's that's the kind of show we have now. Uh, I'm not saying that this is better, but and it also makes a B Wing the target because it's 47 points compared to 38 or 39 for Zeb. So, like, the B Wing costs more, but it's more reliable in its resistance. Um, So, that's a rebel beef list that I actually kind of like just for fun is like you can obviously choose to shoot the track to beam and not your primary if you want to reliably, especially against that scum list. Like you track to beam the Falcon, just minus one off its agility and then open up with everything else. Just right. pick an agility L- one ship. F- 15 dice. You know, like Chad can attest how quickly agility zero ships just die. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then for. Uh, it, that was assuming that layer was the focus of the list that Mike made, that he wanted to use layer and web bridge that. I think using it with five three attack dice ships is obviously better than using it with two, um, three, because you don't need to use it on the shift because it's got front and rear anyway. Uh, if, if Luke and Wedge was the focus of the list, I had um, Luke Skywalker with proton torpedoes and a Hulk grade, Wedge with proton torpedoes and a Hulk grade. And then the Kashyyyk Defender with Leia. So you still get to keep Leia in case you want to K-turn those aces. But this time, your her carrier is a lot more rugged. You've got the Reinforce. You've got the 180-degree arc out of the front. So you can kind of slow-roll, keep um, the Kashyyyk Defender in the game a lot easier than the Chief Speed. You've got three three-attack dice ships, as you had with... Um, be of a list. So, uh, and you've got whole upgrades on the X-Wing, so they're less likely to just pop. Yep. So, like, whatever he Tor kills, it should survive. You want him to talk Luke because you get your um, force back every time. So you have good defenses. So you either try and feed him a defender, um, the Kashyyyk defender, or Luke, and kind of keep Witch back a little bit. But, yeah, that that's, again, it's not great. But it's got a better alpha strikes. it's got two protons rather than just one advanced proton. Right. So it can pump out more consistent damage. And um, you get to fly a um, Azatuk gunship, which is always fun. <laughs> always fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, that, that's what I posted in the uh, Discord for you, Mike. He has commented already. Thanks, man. I'll take a look and let you know where they get on. I think the, de- the top one definitely has some potential to be fun and cause problems. Let's see. The top one is the Rebel Beef list is the better list of those two, yeah.
0: I, right? agree. 100%. I agree
1: 100%. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was like winning some local events, like, I think there's enough in it to win you like a star kit easily. So, there we go. Um, yeah, anyway, I don't I say I didn't want to keep that too long, but I did want to cover off that. Yeah. And I'll, yeah. um, I'll speak to the guys in the chat afterwards, but um, at a minimum even if I've got to do it on my own, I'll try and do a breakdown of the deployments because I want to see if I can guess how the openings went for the two players for the two games, given those lists and what he showed. So we'll see.
0: All right. So, Chad, yeah. always good talking to you, my friend.
2: Yeah, always great to be here. Thanks for everyone listening, watching and all that fun stuff.
0: We sort of semi-played a game the other day. Yeah, I know. It doesn't count. It, the,
1: it doesn't it count. Yeah, it doesn't fully count. You can't but try to
0: it on the flight deck next week. Oh, no, I won't. No... <laughs> Chris, always good to talk to you, my friend. It's good to be here, man. Do you have any of the uh, closing stuff you want
1: to do? Um, I know you want to leave, so I can do that in post if I need to. It's fine. All
0: right, works for me. All right, so as always, guys, we do appreciate you turning in. hope you enjoyed this one, Mike. You have three episodes on this, and there's probably more content coming out of this, so I do hope you enjoy it. Until next time, guys, as always, fly casual. Thank you once again for joining the Lack of Focus X-Wing podcast. Check out Dice Hate Productions for all the latest episodes, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you again next episode.